Blog Talk Radio.
the name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, the one and only true Lord, and Amen we trust. As the Republic of Mentelect, the real 144,000 is being gathered in this day and time, the Mentalists, the Amen race, the Bright race, the Mesoamerican community. Second. Okay. Hey, second. One second. Can everybody hear me? I'll make sure everybody hear me. Good evening. I'm your host, the intellectual Nubian Minkari. This is Mental Like Radio. And tonight, tonight, we're going to be honoring the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, a great Mesoamerican leader. Before I start, can everybody hear me? Before I start, before I continue, please let me know if you can hear me. Okay, please let me know. Make sure everybody can hear me. I'm pretty sure you'll have some people that take um, issue with that. They'll take issue with me referring to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as a great Mesoamerican leader. That's I wanted to, you know, being that we are embarking on our Mesoamerican heritage going forward, being that we are partaking in that, I wanted to make sure and make it clear that I think of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad as a great Mesoamerican leader, not an African-American leader, a Mesoamerican leader. Why? Because we are not African-Americans. I said this before, I'll say it again. So-called black people who are falsely being called blacks, who are falsely being called African-American, are not black people and we're not African-Americans. We are those copper-colored bronze people of Mesoamerican descent. This is who we really are. And this is why our heritage is being hidden from us. Our true heritage is being hidden from us, and we're being given a whole lot of nonsense, foolishness, stupidity, telling us that we come out of Africa, out of the jungles of Africa, and we was swinging on trees and all kind of the foolishness and stupidity. No, absolutely not. And, you know, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad talked a lot about um, raising it's the um, so-called black man and black woman in the wilderness of North America. Why raise them in the wilderness of North America? Why? Because this is where he's from. So you start anything where you at. You start where you at, right? And you put your power, you send your power outward to the intended targets, which were so-called black people, so-called African-Americans, which are really Mesoamericans which are really the copper-colored races, the bronze people who are referred to as the real Americans in the 1828, about the 1828 definition of what an American is from Merriam-Webster, the copper-colored races. That's us falsely being called black people. We know who we are now. But the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was the first to, you know, let us know Say to us that we were a lost people, that we did not know our names, that we did not know what our true heritage was. Now, true, he pointed to the east. He pointed to the, you know, to east of Africa or Asia as our origin. True, talked about the Asiatic black man, right? But Yalabu Elijah Muhammad, obviously, he took, you know, he took. Um, I don't know, I don't want to say offense, 
but he took, you know, a sort of, uh, I, I might as well say it. I, I guess I could call it offense or, you know, he had an issue with us being referred to as African-American and making reference to us and telling us to be Africans. Because, see, prior to Donald B. Elijah Muhammad coming with the Nation of Islam, Bard and all of this, there was Marcus Garvey, and he had pretty much, you know, started out the, um, started out the, Millennium, because, you know, his organization, the UNIA, the United Negro Improvement Association, you know, pretty much was talking about our African descendancy and eventually going back to Africa or, you know, things like that. And they say he bought ships and whatnot. So you got a lot of, you got a heavy contingency of people who were pushing the whole, you know, as far as Garvey was anyway, pushing the whole African-American thing. Now, keep in mind, this was around the time our people were still not embracing the whole black thing, which we wasn't supposed to embrace the black thing because our skin is not black, and that's a terminology that was given to us by the white man to counter his whiteness, in other words, to make him greater than us and make us the backgrounds to him. But now we're coming out of the shadows, right? We're coming out of the black round. We're coming out of the black round. We are. We have outlived our, you know, we have outlived that uh, limited identity, of being black people, we've outlived it. It was never real. We were never black people. That is a terminology applied to us by the so-called white man. Now, Elijah Muhammad made reference to or talked about message to the black man. You know, you're talking about how the so-called black man and black women are mentally dead, which was true. Part of that mental death or that dead mental state was accepting that we were black people. We look at ourselves, our beautiful bronze skin, our beautiful bronze skin that comes in many different complexions, and we allow people to call us black people, to just totally cover over the richness of our beautiful bronze-toned skin, our copper-colored skin. And now our elders, they knew they would refer to themselves as sepia, bronze, copper-colored people because they were calling out what they saw. Hell, the so-called white man called called our people out for what they were, that copper-colored races, bronze people. You see, they didn't refer to us as black. That didn't come till later. That didn't come till later when the whole white thing was coming in, and they start referring to our people as blacks, Negroes, you see, things like that. And we had this great Mesoamerican leader who did not identify with Africa, would have rather identified with Asia, right? Because, you know, Asia uh, um, was a way to break our mindset off of the whole African thing. Because the so-called white men call us Africans and then show you all the worst things about Africa or just completely misjudges us or calls us something that has nothing to do with us with bad intentions in mind. And because our people were mentally dead and still are for the most part mentally dead, they'll go for this, you see. They'll give you little incentives to want to embrace Pan-Africanism and Africanism and being black again, like when they came out with the Black Panther and the whole Wakunda crowd, as I call them, the Wakunda crowd, a.k.a. the Wakanda crowd, the Wakunda crowd, or you Negroes wanted to be black and embrace blackness when white man, the so-called Jew, Stan Lee gave you a Black Panther, which was a rip-off of the Black Panther Party. You see, I wanted to embrace that same thing in which a so-called white man, Stan Lee, you know, he came and 
I told you he uh, basically modeled the X-Men after the Nation of Islam and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And a lot of people can't see that. You see, this man was so great, and what was going on in that time was so great between, you know, with the Nation of Islam, with the Black Panthers, and inspired Stan Lee to create Black Panther and the X-Men from us. Because the X-Men were outcasts. They were the people with special capabilities, yet were seen as outcasts to the public because of their special capabilities. Who 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 is that who who is that if not so called black people? We have very special capabilities physically, mentally, musically. We have very special capabilities that others don't have. We are very unique in who we are. The problem is we didn't know who we were. And neither did the honorable Elijah Muhammad. He didn't know much about um he didn't know I, well, I ain't gonna say he didn't know much about it, right? I don't I don't I don't think he knew much about the ancient uh, uh, ancient Mesoamerican heritage here in America, and he might have. He might have. Remember I told you about the tribe of Shabazz and whatnot and that the tribe of Shabazz. Matter of fact, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say I think he did know about it. I say he did know about that because I always said in, in the video, I said the tribe of Shabazz was really talking about the Olmecs. You see, the tribe of Shabazz was really talking about the Olmecs. Only reason why I said he didn't know much about it, he knew something because, you know, I don't know how long he was still with the Asiatic black man thing, you know. I don't know how long he stayed with that, you know. And he kept that and he taught that to the people and whatnot in the nation, you know. And, and you know, but the reality is, you know, and you know from the double the, the double Zs he used in Shabazz, right, and the fact that he focused on America as our home, and like I said, the tribe of Shabazz story didn't really fit anything other than the Olmecs, really, as a powerful tribe, right? Powerful tribe of people, you know. It was no, I, you know, I don't know of any Asiatic black tribes, but that's neither here nor there. His focus was here in America, on the so-called black man and black woman in America, which was a beautiful thing. And it made all the sense in the world to focus on our people here in America and North America, you see, which is really our home, just as South America is, just as Central America is, just as Mexico is, because we bringing out the factual reality, the factual reality of who we really are, how we were, re- or how we're really the, re- the first Americans, period, before everybody got here. We are the descendants of the first Americans, the Mesoamericans, and we've been showing proof since I decided to do the, you know, to take on the task of promoting our Mesoamerican heritage. I know that our Mesoamerican heritage must be put in alignment with our Mentelian heritage and future, um, future identity, because it all has to sync up as one thing, one continuous thing. It has. It has. We needed to know about our past in order for us to go forward. We needed to know. And I credit Donald Elijah Muhammad with focusing us, getting us to focus in on our issues here in North America, in the wilderness of North America, you know. So the Nation of Islam was international, and they had people all over, you know, in, in uh, the West Indies and in London, you know, Africa. They was, you know, Mexico. They had our people, you know, 
system. You know, even though the movement was uh, pretty much international, but the focus was still on black men in the wilderness of North America. Because our plight here was the most uh, horrifying, horrific plight here, not just because of the slavery, not because of just because of the racism, but because of our identity loss, because of our identity loss and our identity theft, meaning we had our identity stolen from us, right? We had our identity taken away from us. Our identity was lost to us. And like I said, our identity is as Mesoamericans, the real Native Americans, not the so-called Mongoloid Indians, the American Indians. Those are not the Native Americans. The Native Americans are the Mesoamericans. Like I said, I'm going to talk about that in Chicago. Hopefully the people, you know, some of the people from the Nation of Islam who are open to listen come out. Because I, all I ever want to do is honor the Honorable Elijah Muhammad for being a great Mesoamerican leader. I put that on this picture, honoring the most, honoring the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, a great Mesoamerican leader. I put Elijah the Great, you see. And like I said, it would have been um, extremely, you know, um, powerful if he taught on and knew that history in a great, great, you know, you know, to a great um, level like that, but it's okay. Sometimes people have to pick up and take it, take it on to where it's supposed to be. Wasn't the time yet. But see, now the time is now, especially at a time like this where people are still trying to tell us that we need to go back to Africa. We don't belong here. Or you got these Negroes talking about going to Ghana and all this other business when this is our home. This is our home. Going back, to, if anybody has to go back somewhere, everybody has to leave. And the only ones who are the true inhabitants here, the first Americans here, are the Mesoamericans. And I say, in fact, the word American doesn't come from Amerigo Vespucci. It comes from the Mayan words. It's a Mayan word. Okay? That's a Mesoamerican word. America is a Mesoamerican word. Did not come from Amerigo Vespucci. That's a lie. You see? And there's tons of fact out there to prove that. That he changed his name to Amerigo Americus. He changed his name today. But it is important that we know his history, to know our heritage as Mesoamerican people. I put our pictures, and a lot of my members in the Republic, I put our pictures up next to ancient Mesoamerican faces and images. And again, these are not drawn images. These are not no made-up things like how these Caucasians do, where they take you know, the, the white-looking Mexicans and try to draw pictures and insert their image into our narrative to take our history and steal our history. No, these are actual statues, drawings, wall things of the Native people, and they were our people. There's no getting around that. And because we had a great man like Oliver Elijah Muhammad, I think he should be documented as a great Mesoamerican leader because that's what he was. And that's who he still is, you see, through the work and the inspiration that he gave to the people. And I consider myself following in the footsteps of a great man like that, not trying to follow him, but, you know, taking it to a higher level by the power of Amun and bringing our people into a greater knowledge of themselves, a real knowledge of themselves where it cannot be questioned. It cannot be you know, placed in doubt. 
This is reality of who we are and who this great man was to us. You know, somebody had tried to um, tell me not to, maybe I didn't want to associate myself with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad because of all the, you know, people with the accusations about him messing with young girls and young teenage girls, all that nonsense and foolishness. And like I said, I don't care what nobody said. I don't care what nobody say about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, just like I don't care what nobody says about Dr. Malachi Z. York. I don't care because I didn't see it. Y'all didn't see it. Nobody has seen it, and there's been tons of evidence to prove that these charges against them being uh, liking young underage girls and child molestation, all this nonsense, that's, that's, just, that's just a bunch of foolishness from Negroes who don't mind taking down a great Mesoamerican leader. Because you got a lot of Negroes who got an axe to grind, and they have a hate for successful bronze men. They have a hate for successful and great bronze men. And it's sad to see that even to this day. In fact, most the only reason why a lot of you Negroes put, put Malcolm X up here, sell out that he was, the only reason y'all put Malcolm X up there is because he sold out the Nation of Islam and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad to the beast. He, ran, he went on TV to the so-called white men talking about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad messing with young underage girls and, you know, and the Nation of Islam is a criminal organization. Basically, he was following the script. He was following the script that the so-called white man wanted to hear. He was following the script to tear down the Nation of Islam. You see, that's the script he was following, but yet still his family stayed, his brothers and sisters stayed in the nation. They didn't walk away with Malcolm. And anyone who can just flip on an entire community, an entire nation, a, a collective, a body of people like that just can flip on them just because you got a problem with the leader, that says that you were disingenuous all of, uh, in the first place. You never loved that nation. You never loved that community. You never loved it. You never loved the work that was being done, the people that were being cleaned up. Of course, you're going to have people, you know, just like in anything, you're going to have people who are um, there for other reasons, got their own agenda. You know, people, you know, bringing that black mentality in there, right? You're going to have people like that in anything you do. You're going to have spies in there. You're going to have sellouts. You're going to have people who got other agendas, people who really not on board. They riding with you for another reason. That's going to happen. But it took away from nothing that the messenger did, the great work that he did for over 40 years. It took away from nothing. You see, in fact, it added to his resume as far as I'm concerned because to be able to deal with these type of people, you see, the good, the bad, and the ugly, to be able to deal with those types of people all under one roof, that's a hell of a man. That's a hell of a man. I had to deal with it on some level, you know, coming up and doing this, but never on, not on that level like the messenger. And, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up having to deal with it as the community grows. As the movement grows, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to deal with that. You're going to have backstabbers, liars, people who want to sabotage what you're doing, people who will be walking with you, and next thing you know, when they know, they don't ever want to walk, when they don't want to walk with you again, their vision just got smaller. They, they can't see the bigger picture no more. Then they want to start to slander you. They want to start to, t- to dog you out. They want to start trying to make up stuff about you just to tear you down. As if the so-called black man, the bronze man, hasn't been torn down enough in the society, in his own society, in his own country. Just make no mistake about it, this is our country. North America is our country. We are the only Native Americans here. 
the copper-colored races, the bronze race, the Mesoamericans. We are the only ones here, the Olmecs, the Aztecs, the Toltecs, the Incas, the Mayans. I can go on. You see, that's our people. We've been finding too many goddamn faces. The cat is out of the bag. And like I said, for you people that still with this black thing, with this African-American thing, this we all came over on slave ship nonsense, this lie, you are working against the evolution of our people because anytime you conceal the truth, you know, it's one thing to not know the truth, but it's another thing when you actively conceal the truth, when you know the truth and you actively conceal it. That's what you call a black devil. We got a lot of black devils out here. And they are the counterparts to the white ones. They're the ones who are out here still tearing down the honorable Elijah Muhammad's image. A lot of Negroes, a lot of niggas that wasn't even around when the messenger was walking around. Young gener- new generations of young coons tearing down the honorable Elijah Muhammad. You see? People like your young pharaohs and all them that talked all that nonsense about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad tearing him down. He wouldn't even thought of when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was out here putting in that work. You got a lot of niggas like that who love Malcolm X because Malcolm X represented that black man, that black mentally dead man who was amongst greatness, was amongst a great Mesoamerican leader, and he just didn't get the picture. He didn't understand what it was about. He didn't get it. That man was building a bridge, man, to our people into the future. That man was building a bridge. He was doing more than building a nation, man. He was building a bridge for our people to go forward with in the future. Do you realize what type of sacrifices that man had to make? Time in prison, from away from his family for teaching the truth, being on the run, hated by his own family. You see? If anybody want to make a movie out there, his life should be a movie. And I said, it's going to come a time when I'm going to go ahead and do that. So I was going to commit to it. But in time, I'm going to make a movie about Elijah Muhammad. You see? And I'm going to be truthful about it. You see? In time, great Mesoamerican men need to have, a, have, have the accounts of their lives told. The future generations deserve to see that. Deserve to see Great men like that who stood up in the face of adversity, stood up in the face of the so-called white man, stood up in the face of the so-called black, these Negroes who, who want to be uh, an honorary card-carrying white people who will work against you or tear you down because they love the so-called white man so much, you see. So when I see that, when I hear that, you know, People tearing him down, people trying to tell me, oh, brother, maybe you should disassociate yourself with, you know, like the guy said on my page, you should disassociate yourself with York and, and Dr. York and because uh, they got a they got a um, pedophile tag on Dr. York and, uh, and, and Elijah Muhammad, like underage girls. That's all you can deduce from their work. That's all you can get, right? Nobody came forward and said Elijah Muhammad had sex with them. No young underage women. I didn't see no young underage women who was young back then came forward and said Elijah Muhammad had sex with them. I ain't seen that. I ain't seen no kids come up and talk about Dr. York molesting except for that clown-ass clown, that guy that they was putting up there. I forget what his name is. And this other koi, koi fish negro, uh, Mark Lamont Hill, who claimed he was driving for Dr. York he walked in the room and seen a bunch of men in there, and Dr. York was holding a child. Some stupid nonsense this nigger made up. 
you could tell these Negroes lie, man. These niggas, they they have no soul. They'll sit up here and and you and you a homosexual, Mark Lamont Hill. You know, you you bussy friendly. But like I said, these Negroes will sit up here and lie because they will do anything, anything, throw our people under the bus because they were never our people in the first place. These are mentally dead Negroes. All a mentally dead Negro will do, a black Negro will do, is try to throw darkness, throw shade over the image of a great man. You see, whoever it is, just so that they can get uh, um, curry favor from the so-called white man, just so he can promise them a job, give them a bag, whatever. They'll say whatever they got to say, do whatever they got to do. They'll do it. Hell, they'll try and throw me under the bus. Don't know nothing about me. Just start making up stuff. But it's okay. It's okay. People going to say what they're going to say, do what they're going to do. We're stronger than that. So I, I told a guy on my own, um, listen, I don't give a damn what nobody said about Elijah Muhammad. I don't give a damn what nobody said about Malachi York. I'm always going to hold those two great men up as uh, as uh, inspirations to me for what they did for their people. I'm not concerned with their sex life. You see, you niggas are concerned with these men's sex life. You see, you ain't concerned with the white men who telling you to be concerned with their sex life. The same white men who pop little boys and, and touch little boys and little girls for real. Pizza gate. You ain't concerned with that. You ain't got nothing to say about that. You see, you care about what men do, um, what heterosexual men do with women. And like I say, ain't nobody proved a damn thing about no child molestation. But if I, if there was any proof that ever came out about Dr. York touching children, I'd be like the hell with Dr. York right now. If I ever, if there was any concrete evidence that this man touched children or harmed children, I'd be like the hell with Dr. York. You right, you damn, I'll throw him under the bus. You see, you damn right. And ain't been no evidence because there is none. There is none. That's a lie. And it was proven that that's a lie. It's just people see what happens is people will tell the same lie over and over and over again. And you got these niggas out here who keep telling the same lies, just like they do with Donald Elijah Muhammad. They keep telling the same lies over and over and over again because a lot of you niggas, y'all don't like. See, your motivation is not just to gain, um, gain favor with the white man. That's not just your motivation. Your motivation is also because you don't like to see Bright, strong, bronze men standing up. Standing up because y'all ain't got the courage to do it. You ain't got the courage. You don't like to see strong, bright, bronze men, strong Mesoamerican men standing up. After all the hell off people on court here to see a, a Mesoamerican man stand up. For our people, his people stand up strong and stand his people up. See, that's not something that y'all able to do. So you hate on that. So much so for your jealousy, you're just looking for anything to tear down this person, anything, even if you're going to make up something. That's how sick and demonic a lot of you so-called black people are. You join movements like this, organizations like this, communities like this, just so you can come in there and bring in your chaos and your confusion, your blackness. You do it just for that because you Negroes are programmed by the beast to tear down and destroy your own people, just like Malcoon Hex, just like Malcoon Hex. You see, so 
when you have great men like this, right, when you have great men like this, you honor great men like this because we ain't got many great men like this on this level. We ain't got many great men like this on this level, like Donald Elijah Muhammad, like Dr. York, like Dr. Malachi Z. York. We ain't got many great men like this. So you think, like I said, you think I'm going to throw them under the bus because of what some niggas got to say or what some goddamn crackers got to say? You think I'm going to throw them under the bus? For some some cave beast got to say, and they and they and they and they uh, honorary want to be um, white negroes. Hell no, because the very same people that's telling me to throw them under the bus and act like I'm you know disassociate myself with them. Because like I said, it's not like I'm saying, oh you know I'm following you know I'm I'm uh you know I'm following them I'm following them. no I'm you know I'm 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 working in the you know in alignment with Amin with our ascendants, but that don't mean. I can't look back at the great work these men have done. That don't mean I can't look back at the great work they've done or acknowledge that Amon was using these great men in alignment to get to where we are, which was me, because those men inspired me. I said, without those great men, there would be no Nubian Minkares. I said that, and I still stand on it. So I will always honor these men. Every year their birthday come up, I will honor them. You see? I will have nothing but beautiful, glowing things to say about their work. I don't know none of that other stuff. And neither, and I, let's be honest, you, you, y'all don't need them, man. All that old him with underage girls, y'all don't know none of that stuff, man. You just repeating what you heard somebody say. And, of course, because y'all haters, you don't like Elijah Muhammad. You don't like Dr. York. You don't like, like people like that, like, like a lot of these young guys, especially these guys like Young Pharaoh and all these guys. You see, these are people who nine times out of ten – these guys were not raised with fathers. So already they don't like masculine energy. They don't like masculine bronze men standing up for their people because what that does is it reminds them of the fact that they were deprived of having real men to raise them as fathers. So they always going to have vitriol and hate for bronze men who stood up for their people. That's the type of niggas that say what they say about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. That's the type of niggas. Niggas who had no fathers in their lives. No, or if they did, there wasn't no real fathers. They were some halfway there, half, half, half the time there niggas. You see, those types. You see, you'll never, you'll never, if you, you, if, if you were raised at, by a real man who understands what real men are about and what they do, there couldn't be, you couldn't be hate on people like great men like Elijah Muhammad or Malachi. Yo, you know better. You see, you know better. But like I said, in anything, you're going to have people that hate on you, people that dislike you, but that shouldn't be the foundation of which you, you know, go forward from. Don't worry about what people think. I don't worry about what people think about me. People are going to say what they want to say. They'll lie and make up stuff. You know how I many people have made up stuff about me and said stuff about me already, and I'm, even, I'm, not, even on no, I'm not even big yet. I don't, I'm not trying to get too big, but, you know, whatever. It'll, it'll be what it's going to be. It's, this message is going to spread to everybody or at some point. So I'm not interested in what people got to say about me. These people don't know me. They, don't, they didn't know Elijah Muhammad. They didn't know, they didn't know uh, uh, Malcolm X. They didn't know Dr. York. And they don't know Nubin Minkari. So they're going to say what they're going to say. People are going to say what they want to say. So you really shouldn't worry about what people got to say, what they think. Who cares? This man did great work. 
He built an $80 million empire, really a $100 million empire, which in American dollars, they would be like, like damn near, uh, uh, um, what, $200 million or half a billion dollar empire or more. I'm going to throw that away. He cleaned up all these so-called, the so-called black man and black woman, cleaned them up. People and, he, and people are still, people are still benefiting from the message that he put out those years ago. Let me take a call. Three four seven, you on the air? Hello. Yes, three four seven. Yeah. Yeah, Mizak Mazur. This Hello? is um, Andrew Justin Z. Hello. Mizak. Uh huh. Mizak. Yeah, I was um looking on the internet like a month ago, and they got um some cool Negro. He just made a film, a documentary film, a short film on how the Honorable Elijah Muhammad had nine wives and saying something like he, how he wasn't a great leader and stuff like that. And it's, it's a um, short film and it's like him, they bashing him. So like, yeah, I don't know if you heard about it. It was like a month ago they had made it. Oh, no, I didn't hear about it, but, um, they go. They always got people like that. They always got people right. like that who will bash, bash. Hell, Spike Lee was one of those people. That's what Malcolm X was really about. Malcolm X was really about him bashing Elijah Muhammad more than about the life of of, of, of Malcolm X. People didn't see that though. You see, it was more about because mm. see, Malcolm X, Malcolm Hex, as I say, is an icon. The white man made Malcolm Hex an icon. The reason why they made Malcolm Hex an icon is because he sold out the honorable Elijah Muhammad in the Nation of Islam. He sold them out. You see, he got on TV right. and talked sick. Elijah Muhammad was a damn uh, um, mess with young underage girls, start lying on the man, start um, talking about the Nation of Islam as a criminal organization, all because he got silenced for uh, um, for 60 days or 30, 90 days for, for saying the thing he said about Kennedy. Then he got he flipped because he see they wasn't dealing with him like that no more. And just like a little bitch, he ran and started making up stuff, ran right to the white man. Took He pulled up his skirt and right. ran to the white man, started slandering the messenger. I don't care who don't like it. All these Malcolm X niggas that don't like I don't care who don't like it. Pulled up his skirt like a little bitch and ran to the white man. Right. And started slamming. Just like this, that, them Negroes is making these movies now, they hiked up their skirt like little bitches and ran to the white man to slander another so-called black man, a, a, a strong Mesoamerican man. That's how strong you know the Honorable Elijah Muhammad image is. Because anytime this man has been gone for over 40 mm-hmm. years, way over 40 years and whatnot, and People still trying to slander him. Dr. York, same thing. That man been out of commission well over 20-something years, 20-something odd years. He's been locked up in jail, and you still got people slandering him. Those people are being paid to do this. Those people who right, they think, trying so, to get that cash pop up out of nowhere. Oh, let me make a documentary on Elijah Muhammad. Somebody you don't even, probably don't even know, but they'll give people money like this, and they will put this nonsense in their mouth to go out here and promote this. See, because what it does for the future masses, because the white man loves to paint a narrative, and he will get Negroes to paint a narrative to go out here and slander and tear down their own people. And that's all this guy did who made this film. But, guy, what did you guys say? Yeah, I was like, I was saying they're they doing that for that cash grab. Yeah. But Regina King, she did the same thing. Regina King, she made that movie, some nonsense about Malcolm X and uh, uh, um, Jim Brown and some some movie about the uh, in a hotel where they were supposed to got together and be talking about you know uh, uh, what they was going through and and then Mal- the guy who played Malcolm I said, he he's saying some old nonsense about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad just basically slandering the messenger making up stuff. Thanks a lot, Regina King. 
You see, I told these coons to do anything just to get a bag from the white man. These coons and, and uh, what's the other dream, Hampton, you said all this nonsense about Elijah Muhammad. So all these people are on the white man's payroll is slandering down the Elijah Muhammad. That's what, that's right. what they're here for. You see? That's they they demonic. Just slandered an image of the honorable Elijah Muhammad. That's all. You know. So I mean that's 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 what they that's how they get their bag in Hollywood. Because like I said, they ain't nothing but a bunch of like I said, same way Oprah Winfrey made the um documentary about Michael Jackson leaving Neverland and stuff like that. They'll do anything. They'll get a bag to tear down their people. These people have no loyalty for a nothing. There's nothing, you know, they're, they're a bunch of turncoats, traitors. Black ass demons and devils. That's all they are. This is all they are. Mm-hmm. You see, and and you know, like I said, he's just another Negro who just talking and talking and just to be talking and talking a bunch of foolishness and whatnot because he's gonna get a check behind that. They're hoping that the younger generation, the young mass of the people, see that and want to also tear down the honorable Elijah Muhammad. But these are the same people who glorify Malcolm Hex, Biggie, Tupac. All the niggas that did nothing for our people. You see, they yep. wanna they wanna uh, um, glamorize Tupac and Biggie. They got streets named after Biggie, notorious B.I.G. Hey, this nigga don't admit he's selling drugs. They put up the image of Biggie and Tupac, who did nothing for our people but put a promote a bunch of foolishness and stupidity and madness, degeneracy. But they'll they'll honor them. But a great man like Donald Boy Elijah Muhammad, they want to tear him down. <laughs> That's bugged out. <laughs> yeah, well, this that's that, this is the 3D world in which these these coons live in. These coons live in the three. Then the, they they in the two dimensional world, but they oh, they're being controlled by the beast in the three dimensional realm. That's why they do what they do. They get their marching orders from the so called white man. You see. Right. So. Oh, cool, Minzak. All right, Minzak. Welcome. All right, let me take another call. Three four seven. Oh, peace, bro, peace. Um, you want to know it's crazy? Well, everything you said is valid, completely valid. What's wild is that the same, a lot of the same people who's complaining about Elijah Muhammad, they wouldn't even be conscious if they didn't actually, if Elijah Muhammad wasn't even there. Like, how do we get knowledge of self? That was because a lot of people was talking about, like, with Clarence X. But here's the thing. Who did he get his knowledge from? Elijah exactly. Muhammad. If there was, if it wasn't the, for Elijah Muhammad, there'd be no Malcolm X. Exactly. It's this, it's this fat ass mulatto chick named Michi X who sits up on YouTube slash bashing the Nation of Islam and bashing Elijah Muhammad, but she calls herself Michi X. <laughs> she, she wouldn't even be using no excellent name if it wasn't for the Nation. But she sits up there and slam and bashes the Nation of Islam and whatnot. But she got a white father, so it, it figures she a gray. You know. Mm. I mean, it just shows that, you know, a lot of people will bite the hand that feed them. And unfortunately, like, with all, yeah, it's just like in, in that situation, like how, you know, with Elijah Muhammad, he's, he's consistently getting his, his back just, like, stabbed. Like, if it wasn't for Malcolm X, it was basically from other people who pretty much, they got his message, but they didn't want to give him the credit only because it's just like, Oh, here you are actually building for your people. That's a position that I, I would, I, I wanted to have, or they just never. As you said, you literally pointed it out. You said the whole thing. There's some people who just have the insecurities, and instead of seeing some of us win or any of us win, they want to be like, all right, I'm gonna take you down in the process. 
Mm. Well, that's only like the, that's I only said. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah, just only because of insecurities and just like wanting to actually be an honorary white person. Because one thing we can't escape from out here is that that program still exists. Like it's still something that people go through over here, unfortunately. And it's just like because it's been allowed and basically incentivized. Because mind you, the media and how you know the government is—they're not gonna send somebody else. They're gonna send somebody that look like you. And so it's going to always be those people that want to step up and be the one to do that. Not, like, it's not even so much of an incentive for them. It's more lines, like, it seems more like an honor for them, unfortunately. I done heard, I done heard uh, uh, the Israelites. All, let me tell you, I'm going to just say, like, all you so-called black men out there who bash down the boy Elijah Muhammad, Y'all a bunch of y'all y'all a bunch of females, man. Y'all a bunch of bitches, man. I'ma just say it like that. All you black males that bash down the boy Elijah Muhammad, that bash Dr. York, y'all a bunch of bitches, man. Not you, brother, but the ones I know you ain't I'm just saying the ones you do who listening, I hope you listen, y'all a bunch of bitches, man. You a bunch of white man's hoes, man. Y'all just looking for y'all just looking for a, a, a seat at the table, uh, some crumbs off the table, and you think that by um disparaging the memory of great men, see that's why it's men like me. It takes a man like me to keep the image of those great men alive, man. Because, see, leave it in the hands of black males, they'll tear it all down because they angry. Still at a man, a man who done came through here, did his thing, put it down, and went about and went and, and moved on to the next life. These Negroes are still up here hating. That's really what, that's the vitriol and the anger that they have against, against a mind like that. This is, the, this is the vitriol they have. That's jealousy. See, because before, long before a nigga sell out to the so-called white man, see, the white man knows how to pick up that jealousy, that bitch-made jealousy, effeminized female energy off of, off of them. They know how to pick those out. They know wherever there's greatness, there's going to be those haters, those effeminized, bitch-made males. And raw and uncut, excuse my line, I know it's honoring the messenger, but I'm going to have to be raw and uncut and real with it. They're always going to look for these bitch-made black males. Who 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 are jealous and envious? They want they wanted the spotlight, but they don't know what to do with the spotlight. They want to be, they want the women, they want the money, they want all that because they think that's what it's about. It ain't about raising their people. They want the they want the uh, the trinkets, the gifts. So they know they're not gonna get it up under people like the messengers. So they gonna run to the white man. If I can't get it this way, I'm gonna go to the white man and go against you. That's what they do. Exactly, exactly. And um, I just have one thing actually more to say. And for everybody listening, please listen to these broadcasts. Like, please listen to this man because, like, he, he, he's on to this. Like, he, he's literally letting y'all know what's going on and what's happening with the future. Like, seriously, I advise all y'all, like, really listen in. I just wanted to put that out there. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. Thank oh, you. definitely. All right, have a good one. And it's, it's an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so like I said, I stand tall. I, I I ride with the messenger, man. I stand tall with the messenger, man. I stand on that, man. I stand on the great man like that. I don't care what nobody say about him. I already know, like I said, the weapon that the white man always use against our people is our people or Negroes who act like they are people. That's always the weapon they use. They always use our people or niggas who act like our people, basically a bunch of dark-skinned white people, a bunch of shaded white people, you see, to tear down great men. 
man, it's up. And like I said, even if you did nothing wrong at all, they're going to find something or they're going to make up something. If they never heard nothing about Elijah Muhammad's personal life, his sex life, his women, and, 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 and let me just say this. Let me just say this. If they, nine times out of ten, any man, I don't care if they black, white, whatever they are, if you got power, position, money, nine times out of ten, you're going to have more than one woman. Unless you're one of the women that's in that group or collective, you really shouldn't have nothing to say about it. A lot of you niggas, you talk about it like you was in the relationship with the messenger. You act like you was one of the women he was going to bed with. A lot of you niggas, the way you talk about the man, oh, he was dealing with underage girls, like you was there. You really seriously having this conversation? I even heard you Israelites. Y'all, y'all talked about Dr. York, and you tried to tear down Dr. York. Yeah, he did. Y'all, you niggas just didn't like Dr. York because he made y'all look like fools. That's really what y'all hated about Dr. York. He made y'all look like a bunch of goddamn fools. Like y'all still look like fools. With or without Dr. York, with or without Elijah Muhammad, y'all niggas still look like a bunch of niggas standing on the corner with bed sheets waiting for uh, and trying to holler at white girls. You see, they made y'all look like fools. So no matter what, Elijah Muhammad been dead over 40 years, Dr. York been locked up for 20 days. Y'all niggas, no matter how long y'all stay on the street, reading out of the Bible, reading out of the Quran, reading out of anything, y'all never going to be able to match the greatness of those men. Never. And that's what you hate. That's what keeps you going. That's what keeps the piss and vinegar in your veins and the vitriol of how you, like some Israelite chick on got the nerve to talk about putting no child molester. When I put up a, um, a post of Elijah Muhammad, Donald Elijah Mom, she on. Why are you putting a pedophile up in here? You dumb bitch. He ain't no pedophile. You an idiot. And I called you a dumb bitch because we got a lot of dumb black bitches and a lot of dumb black ass niggas. I said it. Raw and uncut. Raw and uncut. I know the messenger wouldn't approve of this kind of uh, um this kind of language. Or maybe he might love it now. Who knows? He might he might because it's in the it's in the minds of the righteousness. It's in the soul and the power of righteousness. Because sometimes, sometimes, God damn it, you got to say it as it is. We got a lot of dumbass niggas around us. A lot of dumbass, ignorant niggas. Black-ass, dumb niggas who want to sit up here and, and, and get, get butter biscuits and trinkets from the white man for throwing us under the bus. We got to rid ourselves of these coon-ass niggas, man. Have to. It's not a game. Honoring the honorable Elijah Muhammad. See, it's important. Great honoring great men is important. And like I said, you know, like I said, I, I don't, I don't, I don't apologize for my language. You see, uh, uh, I don't apologize for my language when it's coming from a righteous place, because sometimes you get passionate, right, and you know, you let some things go. You let some words go. You see, it just is what it is. It is what it is. Be right back.
I apologize for my, you know, my rough language and whatnot. For those of you who are listening to the Nation of Islam who are um, bothered by that sort of language, I apologize to you because this is a celebration of a great man's life, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. But I just really, you know, it just really, it just really, you know, gets my goat. You know, when people sit up here and they try to, you know, tear down great men like this. And again, I don't expect everybody to like the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, like Dr. Malachi's in York, but why you got to disrespect the men? Just over here say things that you heard. You don't even know those men's works. You don't know the great those men did. The knowledge they put into the world, the consciousness they put into the world. You see, you don't even know those men's great works. How much they, how much their being here meant to our people. You see, and to see them have their legacy reduced to stupid uh, uh, nonsense about young underage girls or child molestation, things that have never been proven, things that have been factually proven to be lies, lies on top of lies. But like I said, a lot of you people, you think if you keep constantly repeating the same lie over and over and over again, people are going to believe you. And unfortunately, a lot of stupid people will do that. But this is why Great men like this are not for the public's consumption like that, even though they're going to consume it anyway, because most of the public is stupid. They're simple-minded, and they're basically going to go with whatever narrative they were programmed to go with. That's why the beast gave Spike Lee that uh, money, you see, and I guess they didn't want to give him the rest of the money when he made Malcolm X in 1992 because he didn't tear up Elijah Muhammad enough. I really think that's the reason why they didn't Warner Brothers didn't get Spike Lee enough money to finish off because he had Nation of Islam, FOI, Fruit of Islam to protect his ass, his little weasel ass. And and, and like I said, they he basically was slandering Elijah Muhammad, you see, on the low. And he even admitted it. I was angry because of Malcolm of what happened with Mal was angry. Nigga, stop. Stop. No, you wasn't. You don't, you ain't following. You wasn't what you like you were Muslim, like you was really following Malcolm X. Spike Lee, you probably eat swine and everything else and you were Christian. You don't you didn't care about Malcolm X. You were coon in the sambo. I know personally how you deal with black people. People don't call you out for being a coon in sambo. So don't talk about Malcolm X, even though like I said, I could see you I could kinda yeah, I could see it makes sense that somebody like you with Spike Lee would like Malcolm X. One sellout love and another sellout. You see, give a damn about your movies. But, as I said, great men can only be appreciated by great people because, see, it takes great people with foresight. It takes great people with foresight and, you know, and, and, and courage and, dare I say, um, you know what I want to say, integrity? Yeah, integrity. To uplift a great man like this, know a great man like this, and keep him on our shoulders. We're going to keep the messenger and Malachi on our shoulders, man. We're going to keep Elijah and Malachi on our shoulders. I don't give a damn what nobody say about them, man. I don't care what nobody say about them. Never. So I will always honor those great men. Now, Elijah Muhammad cleaned up so many people, man, started so many programs, got so many people, and, and like saved so many people's lives. His work Save so many people's lives. Like I said, I, I, I may, I'm going to make in our community October 7th, Honorable Elijah Muhammad Day. We're going to acknowledge Honorable Elijah Muhammad Day. I do that right now through doing this broadcast. 
this, you know, this is, you know, me acknowledging this great man on the on the Honorable Elijah. October seventh is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is Honorable Elijah Muhammad Day. With us in the uh, in the in the Republic, that's Honorable Elijah Muhammad Day. That's a cause of celebration for that great man's life. You see, I honor the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I honor him greatly. And like I said, you know, I may not agree with the whole fart thing or the people that came to teach after him, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to go into all of that, you know, but I do acknowledge that great man's work. You see, 40 years of it. You don't burn a man's work like that, great work like that, where he cleaned up men and women, that hundreds of thousands of men and women, even the ones who didn't join the Nation of Islam were influenced by him in great ways, man. You don't throw away that that type of dedication. You don't burn that type of dedication for some nonsense, some foolishness that's not even proven. I want to see the women who came forward who said they was 15 and 16 and 14 years old when, he, when the messenger was sleeping with them. Please tell me. And if that really happened, why didn't the police lock him up? The FBI, they, meant they were sitting around watching him all the time, monitoring him, taping his phone calls and conversations, putting bugs in his house. You know, they had um, Negroes in bow ties sneaking around his house playing security, putting bugs in the man's house, trying to hear some incriminating evidence. You know, niggas will do anything for the so-called white man. That's why we got to be careful of these niggas in blackface, you see. But thank Amen, hail Amen, for this day of revelation where everything is being seen by the power of this illumination of Amen. Even the coons and sambos are showing themselves. All the coons and sambos on their way out the goddamn door showing themselves, and that's a beautiful thing. All the sambos and coons, all the bed winches and bed bucks, all the ass-kissing Negroes are showing themselves who their true allegiance is for. Y'all going down with the beast while we're going to keep raising up the image of the great messenger, the Alameda Elijah Muhammad. Like I said, I want my children to know about him, just like they know about their father. My children, their children to know about great men like that. Because I damn sure, let me tell you something. You don't never see the so-called white man throwing any of his heroes under the bus. You don't see him doing that. You don't see them throwing George Washington under the bus, Thomas Jefferson, uh, 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 John Adams, all these, all these motherfuckers own slaves. Excuse my language. All these crackers own slaves, beat slaves, raped slaves. Don't act like they wasn't raping the, the, uh, the uh, women. Oh, they, 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 they had a choice on whether they didn't want to have sex with these, uh, um, with these goddamn um, beasts. They own people. They abuse people. They use, they sold and bought people, our people. You ever hear the white man saying, you ever hear the Caucasian say, oh, George Washington is a great man because he owns slaves? You ever hear them um, take down, we need to change uh, Washington, D.C. because George Washington was a slaveholder. He owned people. Take down his pictures, take down his statues, promote him as a damn a uh, 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 person who trafficked in trafficking uh, in, in people's flesh, selling babies and children and men and women off them from their families, practicing the most heinous forms of racism against our people. Yet you don't see white people saying, "Oh, down with George Washington, down with Thomas Jefferson, down." With, you know, and you know what you niggas do? You niggas who who set up here, who the descendants of you niggas are proud to be the descendants of these Caucasians. A lot of you guys who are descendants of Thomas Jefferson, you, the black Thomas Jefferson, you niggas are actually uh, happy with being a descendant of Thomas Jefferson. 
Some of y'all still got your Jefferson name. That's how cooned out you Negroes are. He is a man of, I'm not, and I'm being nice calling Thomas Jefferson a man. He is a male who basically was having sex with his sisters, uh, with his sisters, uh, um, um, mulatto, who, who her father probably raped her mother, right? Having sex with, having sex with his wife's, uh, with his wife's sister, her mulatto sister, who her father owned and whatnot, her mother and raped her, probably raped her. But these are the people you hold up. These are people who they call honorable people. Now, honorable Elijah Muhammad didn't have to rape nobody. He didn't own nobody. He didn't own. He didn't traffic in human flesh. He didn't rape anybody. He didn't kill anybody. You see, all he did was tell the truth and clean his people up and raise his people. And for that, y'all demonize him. For that, you demonize him. You see, you try to find anything. Oh, he was having sex with underage girls. That's that's the narrative. But that's okay. Whatever. You're going to do what you do. You're going to say what you say. It is what it is. But we know his great work. You see, when a man, like I said, they talked about, you know, the, you know, what type of Islam was he teaching and why he was wearing the sun, moon, and star on his head, and they got all into the teaching. You know, I said the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was teaching Freemasonry. He was teaching a Freemasonic form of Islam. There was nothing wrong with that. You see? Why? Because our people were the first Masons any damn way. We're the original Masons anyway. The original builders of the planet Earth. We are the first Masons, period. Period with a T. Period. We are the first Masons, first builders. You see? And so if he was following, he was teaching Islam from a Freemasonic standpoint, like I said, that's a beautiful thing. Because that's what, if that's all he had at the time, then, hey, you know what? It's still in alignment with, to who we are. As Freemasons, you bronze men, we free the first Freemasons, the only real Freemasons, man. The only ones. Because the white man worshipped the image of our ancient ancestors who built them pyramids, not just in Egypt, in all Mesoamerica, China, all over the place. Architecture, ancient cities that our people built. Our people. Not no Mexicans, not no uh, 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 mongoloid looking Asians. No, our people. Let me take a call. Four four three, you're on the air. Four four three. Hotep Armand Ray. It was a beautiful time to be alive too, because it was just after the riots and everything was burnt down and he gave us a reason to to be a part of something. We had nothing and that was just a great time and he is a great man and I called to say thank you because he was and is and always will be the greatest we had so far besides you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. I'll continue mm-hmm. to listen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Definitely shout out for the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. You know, we need to honor great men like that. We don't need to let disparaging voices tear them down. Like I said, that man built a school system for his people, man, for his children. You know all the stuff they had to go to, through in the 30s when they was first starting up, how the, how the, how the, how the, how the um, in Detroit where they were doing the University of Islam. And all these people wanted to do is teach their children. 
These people got together because they realized that the public school system was giving our people a damn uh, uh, second-class education, if you even want to call it that, making you pay tax money to get old books while they're giving new books to Caucasian children and whatnot off your tax money, you see. You got to get taxes taken out your check, but your children got to get an inferior education, and you paying taxes for that, like today. Like today. This man created the University of Islam so that the women can teach their children. Because anything real, anything to really teach our children, we can do that ourselves, man. We teach our children how to read and write and do math. We can bring our own teachers in of our own kind and teach our own children. That's what's going to have to start happening. The messenger was first in doing that, man. He was first in doing that. He pioneered that our own school system. You see, our own. I think Minister Farrakhan continued to this day. But like I said, the University of Islam, you know, having the men dress up in uniform, having the women dress, put long skirts on and cover themselves and not walk around half naked and things like that. Like I said, the messenger was trying to show the best of our people, clean up the best of our people, to make our people stand tall and proud of themselves. How can you hate on somebody like that? I mean, even if you, like, how, how do you do that? Because I'm pretty sure all these people that had so much negativity to say about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, they ain't did a, nowhere near nothing, a quarter, not even an inch of what this man did. How can you speak bad about somebody and you ain't did nothing for our people? Young Pharaoh, Unk the God Killer, all you, all you, all you basically, all of you minuscule Negroes, all, and, the, and Spike Lee and all the other coons out there who, who basically here to serve the white man and the crap on your own people. But like I said, Donald Boy Elijah Muhammad wasn't your people. That's why you don't feel no kind of way about it. He wasn't your kind of people. Y'all, y'all not our people. So you, you got to start to realize you got a contingency of Negroes out here who are really not our people. Black niggas in blackface, white people in blackface. You got a lot of white people in blackface that's pretending to be our kind. Let me take a call. Seven zero four. Hey, good evening, brother. Good evening. I was going to say uh, or ask you, do you really believe that or, or do you really think that the people can be saved within the United States? And I don't mean to throw a shot at Elijah Muhammad because he, what he did was what he did and it deserves, you know, it's worthy of respect. But if you're not trying to move your people outside of the beast, can you really ever really win? And I, I don't think out. you can. Well, let me, let me like, 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 you... like out from underneath his government. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. His government is everywhere, mm-hmm. even in Africa. Mm-hmm. His government. Who you think control those governments over there? You really yeah, think it's true. some African leaders? That's true. So there's no true. moving out from up under him because I'm, I'm gonna say this: the only reason that his government is still up. That any of his governments is up because our people have not come to the conclusion that it's going to have to come a time where we're going to have to come together in Voltron as a people with a new mindset, a next mindset, a next direction, start to govern and take this thing ourselves in the future. See, that's what's going to have to happen over time. See, our people are I not agree. in power because they, they're, 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 the beast, the so-called white man is still in power because our people don't want to be in power. 
They don't want to. They want. They've been so used to being flunky. They can't see a future world without the so-called white man being in charge. Unfortunately, it's a lot of Negroes like that. So it has to first and foremost start in the mindset of the people that, yeah, there is a future without the so-called white man. Because right now here in America, Joe Biden says it himself. Yeah, America going to be in trouble in like 10 years or whatever because white people are not going to be the majority. They're going to be the minority, which means they're on their way out. So these Negroes are just going to basically be looking for somebody else to be up under. So, yeah, I, I I can agree with that. I, I I see sense in what you're saying. Yeah. Um. No. But now, one more question. You said the Voltron. Now, I know you're not about, you know, being down with black folks. When you say Voltron, are you wanting to do? Are you thinking of Voltron without black people? Yeah, I don't want no black people with me. I want the bronze people with me. The ones who are going to join. The Mesoamerican community, the Republican mental, like those are people I'm here for. See, the only way Elijah Muhammad was basically focusing on the nation of Islam, and he was trying to extract as many uh, um, so-called black people out there who really wasn't thinking like black. He was trying to get the ones who was thinking beyond black, so he was trying to extract those people, and that's how it's always going to be. It, you're never going to get all so-called black people because most so-called black people ain't worth a damn. So. You take the ones who are worth something, the ones who are about working together, building with our people, who stand for something, and you work with them, and you go ahead because you don't need everybody. You only need a dedicated, chosen few who are about their business, who are tight, and who are together. The, rest, the hell with the rest of the black race. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, well, appreciate you taking my call. All right. Join, join, join the, join the Mesoamerican community. All right. All right. We're going to take another break. And like I said, we honoring the Honorable Elijah Muhammad on his birthday, October 7th, 1897. Seventh child of Willie and Marie Poole. Right. We honoring this great man. We'll be right back.
know, because we have um, we had the pleasure of having this great man with us as long as we did, someone that would stand up and would be the lightning rod to our people, that beacon of light for our people to lead us, you know, into a state of power and illumination. That was a great thing. That was a beautiful thing. That was a gift from Amen to us, Amen. And as I said, I would bear witness that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, just like Dr. Malachi York, were gifts directly from Amen to us as the elect so that we had a trajectory, a path, a track to be on so we knew what track to stay on. Like I said, were these men perfect men? No, they weren't. Nobody is. But they were damn close to it. And as far as accomplishing what they had to accomplish, teaching what they had to teach, installing in the minds of our people what they had to install in their things that would grow us as people, planting the seeds in our mind to grow us. Because, see, when the Alameda Elijah Muhammad said at the end of all this, he said, my true followers are going to be able to fit in a taxi cab. So what did that say about the people that followed him? You see, what did that say about the people, all the thousands of people that followed the messenger? He knew that they were, a lot of them were limited in their true appreciation, love, and dedication for his mission, which was to raise our people out of a state of darkness. You see, so now I continue to raise our people, the ones of our people who are of the bright race, out of the state of darkness. You see, raise them out of that state of blackness, those of our people who can be raised. The mass majority cannot. So they will never see the greatness of a man like the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. They're going to be sitting up here talking about Biggie and Tupac and, and, and or whoever the hell else, some other makeshift Negro, Malcolm X, whoever. They're going to be talking about those people who did nothing for our people. Did absolutely nothing but sell a bunch of lies and poison to our people, mental poison. And this man did everything to brainwash our people. And when I said I'm Elijah Muhammad brainwashed our people, I mean that in the best and endearing way. Because when has cleaning your brain out ever been a bad thing? You see how the so-called white man gets us to think like, you know, that things that are good for us are bad for us? Because that's how things are in this uh, uh, three-dimensional dualistic mindset. He will make good, bad, and bad good. Of course, they, you know, that show you, again, when I get different things, when I see people talking crap about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, crapping on him, when I see that, I don't I don't think, oh, that's messed up what they're saying about Elijah Muhammad. Oh, that's messed I don't think that. You know what I think? I think, oh, this must have been a great man. If they're still crapping on his image after all this time, that means the white man hate him. They hated the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and that's a good thing. If the white man hates you, I love you. The beasts hate you, or these Negroes hate you. I love you. You see, because I ain't never listened to the white man. I ain't listened to him on who I should love and, and put up, because he ain't damn sure. He don't, he don't care about who the hell you, who you got an issue with. He don't care if you got an issue with George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Jefferson Davis, or whatever other cracker they want to put up there that they um, got statues up and, and raising up and whatnot. Marion, uh, what they got, Dr. Marion, the one who's sticking his hands all up in black women and whatnot, the damn uh, uh, um, 
whatever his name is, the doctor who they call the father of gynecology, sticking his hands all up in the up in black women and whatnot, so called black women, and, and, and doing all kind of experiments. They don't take down their icon. No matter what foul things they done did. Here it is. This man didn't do nothing, but y'all make it seem like he's a foul individual. The white man works hard at tearing down the image of our people, but like I said, it's sad that he got Negroes to help him do it. Negroes that are helping. What, what can I do for you, boss? I'll make a documentary on long. Can I get some money? Anything. Anything. But that's okay. Because this man's great work far outshines anything that anybody will ever say about him. He won't front on all the millions of, oh, like I said, hundreds of thousands of people he cleaned up. And like I said, for, by virtue of that message vibrating out with just the people whose message, who his message has made it into their minds to do better for themselves. So he affected millions, man, millions of people, even you Negroes. I got hooked up in orthodox, uh, silly Islam, I mean, excuse me, Sunni Islam, who came through the nation of Islam, came through the messenger, but yet you, and, and you didn't get what the messenger was trying to convey, you know, to use Islam as a form to build yourself up. But you Negroes, y'all, y'all start, you know, oh, the messenger wasn't teaching real Islam, so let me go ahead and be a, a, a real practicing silly Muslim, I mean, excuse me, a Sunni Muslim. Let me go ahead and be a practicing Muslim where I could grow a funky beard on my face and bang my head on the floor five goddamn times a day to the, to the moon until so I get a black mark on my head. You see, let me walk around dressed in a damn robe like I'm somewhere in the Middle East somewhere with some prayer beads, a.k.a. some rosary beads from the Catholic Church around your goddamn neck. See, the messenger didn't teach that kind of Islam into a lot of you Negroes that didn't who who wanted him to be uh, 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 more subservient to the Arabs over there in Saudi Arabia and bow down and, and, and push up Arabized Islam. He, I'm sorry, he just didn't do that for you, Negroes. He didn't do that for you. See, it wasn't about that. It wasn't about getting up from uh, getting out from under one white man and getting up up under another one with a beard on their face. You see, like a lot of you Negroes do, see, y'all was missing that whole thing of being the black man being God and raising yourself up to being God. Y'all, that, y'all was acting like y'all was with that message in that program, but y'all really wasn't. That's why you couldn't wait when the messenger passed on to run up under some Arabs and kiss their ass and let them teach you what so-called real Islam is. Yeah. Yeah, eating out of bowls with your hands. You see, digging in your food. With your hand, talking about Islam is a beautiful thing. You see, people talking, calling you zingies and niggas in Saudi Arabia, treating you like y'all ain't no real Muslims. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Until you convert over to my Catholic version, I mean, excuse me, my Islamic Catholic version of Islam, what I call Sunni Islam. You see. That's what y'all wanted to be. Y'all wanted to be flunkies up under the white man again, through the white Arabs. You wanted to be flunkies up under them again. Messenger was out about us standing up as real men and real women. And he stood up as a living example. All the businesses this man started, you see, your bakery, your, I forget all the names, your, your bakery, your, your this, your, he would always put things like your this, your this, your that, meaning he was putting businesses in the community in our areas and whatnot, the nation was putting businesses there to let you know this is our thing. 
This ain't just my thing. It's for you, your thing, our thing. So we can start getting to think because the mindset behind that is we need to see things that are our own. Now since the message has been going, you know, you, you had all these businesses in, from the Nation of Islam and up in Harlem and Boston, all the neighborhoods where we lived in and when they grew up in, now the message is going, what's there? Arab stores, Asian stores, you see East Indian stores, you see, you're getting your food, your hair, your bundles, whatever the hell you're getting from these uh, um, from these foreigners who disrespect your people. I guess y'all like it like that, right? Because, see, the messenger was such a bad person. I guess y'all like it like that, how it is now. You so-called African Americans who got so much negativity to say about the messenger, that man put together a hell of a business plan, put together a hell of an empire, put together a hell of a people and stood strong on it. Whenever I see the old Nation of Islam films and I see the FOI standing up there, the MGT, I'm still proud to see that. And the messenger coming out there dapper as hell, looking good, dapper, beautiful man and whatnot, beautiful feathers. Rolled like feathers on his head with the, with the universe on his head, not just no star and crescent like a lot of you simple ass Negroes. Like, yeah, this man had, like the guy was like, yeah, he had like the star and the moon, the moon on his. No, he had the sun, moon, and star on him, and he said what that represented: sun being the man, the moon being the woman, the star being the children. You see, that represented the universe, the family, the nuclear family. The messenger, I couldn't deal with him. He was too deep for y'all, man. He was bigger than Islam, man. He was bigger than Christianity. He was bigger than religion. Bigger than God and the devil, man. Y'all couldn't get with that. You couldn't get with it. That's why the messenger said at the end, he said all his true followers are going to be able to fit in a taxi cab. But see, you know, don't worry. The messenger, I don't Muhammad, don't worry about nothing. Like I said, your truth, your, the true people who who love you, that follow you, that follow behind you by the, by the power of Amen, because all this was in alignment with our ascendance. Like I said, we get you, and that's all that matters. The real people who know what it is, who know who you were to us, someone great to us, we get you. We know the hell with these Negroes and their Caucasian uh, 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 bosses, their, their masters who control them and choke their chain to say all kind of negative nonsense to get you. Who gives a damn? We're going to always honor you every year. We're going to always celebrate your, as long as, as long as long as this community, like I said, as long as we continuously go, we're going to continuously keep your name alive. We're going to keep Dr. York's name alive. We're going to constantly, like I said, on your birthdays, we're going to talk great things, have nothing but great things to say about you. You see, because like I said, the white man don't stop promoting damn George Washington. He don't stop promoting Thomas Jefferson. He don't stop promoting all of his Caucasian heroes who did nothing but put hell on on our people. He don't stop promoting them. So much so that he gets you stupid-ass Negroes to promote, promote, promote these people too and put them on a pedestal while tearing down your own people, you coon sambos. You see? And like I said, you sambo coons, y'all coming down with the beast, man. You coming down with the beast. Donald Elijah Muhammad predicted that about you. He said it about Jesse Jackass. He said Caucasian going to do nothing but use you, man. And they're going to throw you away when they're done with you. Now look at you. Look at Jesse Jackass 40 years later. Somehow he's somewhere in the hospital with COVID. Him and his wife after they done got jabbed up. But whatever, man. Whatever fictitious story these Negroes telling, who cares, man? It's all about the Elijah Muhammad tonight. Great man. 
born October 7th, 1897. Left this earth 1975. I forget exactly the day he left. But like I said, he left a hell of a legacy behind. He left a hell of a legacy behind. I'm that legacy. I'm a part of that legacy. His message and who he was, the, 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 like I said, the vibration that touched me, hail Amen. Hail Amen. One, a great man recognizes other great men and whatnot, and a, a real man is not afraid to stand and, and, and raise those men. Because, see, he ain't, he ain't got that mindset of, oh, I got to be better than them. I got to be the best, so I got to crap on them, or I can't mention them. I'm going to give those honorable men honorable mention. So let me go ahead and uh, do these questions before we get out of here. Why are we honoring the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as a great Mesoamerican leader? Because that's what he was. He wasn't a leader of African Americans. He was a Mesoamerican leader born here in Meso, what is still currently Mesoamerica, that they just took the Meso off. This is Mesoamerica. North America, South America, Mexico, that's Mesoamerica. It's our home. And he was a great Mesoamerican leader to our people. Why do we refer to him as Mesoamerican leader? Because, again, he was born in America, born and bred in America. This is we were. We are descendants of the ancient Mesoamerican people, the first society builders in, in, in here in this country, all in, from North America, South America, Mexico. We are the ones who are the natives to this land. I'm saying it. We ain't come from no Africa or no, no African slave ship. That's a damn lie. Why do I refer to um, who are the Mesoamericans? We are. We're falsely being called African Americans, and if Donald Elijah Muhammad was, you know, lived long enough, he would have brought that out. Was he African American? No, he was not. Why is his legacy being tarnished to this day? Because that speaks to the effectiveness of that great man. Whenever you're being effective, whenever you're making real expansion mentally in the people, you're going to have those who can't extend hate on you. You're going to have those, and that goes for black and white, those who can't see the bigger picture of what a great man like the bright man did. They're going to hate. They're going to tear down. They're going to find something to say or make up something. That's their lot in life. We'll leave them to their little sad life, and we're going to keep honoring great men like the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, like Dr. Malachi Yo. And hopefully somebody will do that for me when a Taryn comes to exit this world. But that's it. We're going to close out the name of Amen by the power of Amen. And Amen, we trust, and Amen, we thank. And then I'm we continue forward forever. I'm the intellectual new Ben This has been Mentelect Radio. See you guys back here tomorrow night at 10. What would be an appropriate thing to close out with? Let me see. Marvin Gaye, might as well. Night. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, what's up, man? Brother, brother, there's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way to bring some loving here today. Father, father, we don't need to escalate. See, war is not the end. For only love can conquer him You know we've got to find a way
Come on, talk to me. 